If a man is meant to do something, he'll have a hard time doing anything else. I just heard those words from a video I was watching, a live stream, from a, a person, a YouTuber, who was talking about something his dad told him when he dropped out of college to pursue YouTube. And it immediately resonated with me as something profound, as something that I think I really needed to hear. Because following my heart and my intuition against my better judgment at times has posed way more questions than any sort of answer or conclusion that this journey could come to. I ended up feeling every day, and I still do, like I might be going down the wrong path in pursuing this podcast or anything else creative that I do. I so desperately want to feel like I'm doing the things that are right for me. I want to feel like this thing that I put so much heart into and thought into and action into is worth it and that I'm not going down the wrong path. Sometimes I question, am I going to make it? Am I going to make it to somewhere where, where I'm stable, where I'm secure? Well, I don't know. But what I do see is that anytime I entertain those ideas, I come back to the same conclusion, that this is meant for me, because I know how right it feels to do it. I know that it feels like every single time I boot up this microphone, or enter my social media and try to post something or come up with a new idea, it feels right. It feels like I'm accomplishing something. It feels powerful. I have power, control over something. And it would be hard to release that, relinquish it into the wild and let it run free, not knowing where it's going and not having any resource or sense of direction that would allow it to survive and fizzle out and die out in the wilderness alone and cold. I can't let that happen. So I hold tight onto it. I hold tight onto my intuition and following my heart, I find a new path each time the path that I was on becomes dark and clouded because it feels right. And I know I have the power in my heart to keep going. How many of us feel that way though? Stay feeling that way, you know, in the security that we have on our journey through life. You know, how many questions do we ask each day with ourselves alone in a room thinking about where we're going outside of that room. How many times do we ask questions about what if, it, what if it goes wrong? What if I do the wrong thing? I try to avoid those questions, it seems. I try to feel like those questions don't have any merit because it would mean that I operate off of fear. But then there's another part of me that is, is run by fear that says you have to think about that. Come up with a fallback plan. Think about the second option. Think about a world in which you didn't do the thing you know was right for you. And we all know how scary that can be. Because fear and everything that encompasses fear has done only one thing. Caused me to go the wrong direction. Every time I feel fear, or at least have in the past, I've run somewhere far away from it. I myself now in that wilderness. Running and running and running looking back that whole time at the threat that I've presumed is chasing me until I face plant into a tree because I had no direction. I wasn't looking in front. I wasn't guided by anything. So I face planted, collapsed, and that threat caught up to me. And it devoured me because the threat itself was that process of running away. And the pain that was caused by me banging my head into that stump of tree, it hurt. And it concussed me, and it left me impaired, and it left me traumatized, fearful of whatever 
is going to come in the future that mimics this sort of feeling, this process, this fear. Because I know whenever I run away like that, I'm doubting. I'm doubting what I truly could be. I don't believe in myself and I don't trust in that person because that person just can't be good enough if he's not following that correct path that he thought he would be following. Now, whatever these words mean to you, you know, these words that I just spitballed here, they mean something to me. They mean something to me because it's something that I go through daily. It's not an occasional thought process that I have. Every day and almost every fucking moment of the day, I think to myself, what if I'm doing the wrong thing? You know, I'm still not working. I, I'm making efforts to get an income, but I don't have that career job. I don't have any of that stuff. I just have this in my life outside. That's purely personal, making strides to the personal so that I can construct something more. And it worries me. And I don't want to just talk about me here because I know there's a universal problem that we all have with this type of thing. And that's questions about our purpose and our direction. If we're going the right way, you know, maybe there's going to be a big U-turn we have to take when we finally get to the end of the road. Maybe there's going to be one of those roundabout things, you know, like that, that round thing that you always have to turn. There's usually like a tree in the middle. There's going to be one of those. And we're going to have to just look back at what the destination was, barely having any time to soak it in, wonder what the fuck was that, and then we're going to go drive away back home. As if it was all pointless. As if it was for nothing. And what did we get from it? What did we get from our journey down that road? We got some nice sights to see. We went sightseeing and soaked it in for a moment and then left. Well, I mean, that's important enough, right? Is that important enough for us to say that it was worth it? Whatever, let's say, knowledge or experience or wisdom or insight we gained from an adventure, however long it was, short, long, year long, day long, second long, millennia long, whatever it felt like, really. How important was that sightseeing to us? Did we want something more? Did we want to reach the mountaintop or did we want to just get high enough where the view was pretty so we could go back down? Well, I guess it depends on the person, right? But for me, I want to get to that destination and have that destination be worth it. I have to be honest, right? It's just as much as it seems like the sightseeing should be the thing that's so important if it doesn't make it, I have to be honest. And I know against my rational and logical judgment that down the road, if I fail at whatever I want to do, I'll probably look back and say, well, at least I gained something from it through experience. Right now, being upfront, that's bullshit to me. I want to get there. I've learned like so much through this life. I've learned so much. Experience, insight, wisdom, all of it. And I use that now for this thing that I've deemed my true path, my true calling. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we're all wrong. Maybe whatever path we want to go down, we have to make a bunch of different attempts to find it before we find the right one. Well, I feel like I've done that, but maybe I haven't. So together, we're going to talk about it. Gather around, kids, and I'm going to join you on the carpet. And we're going to just talk to one another. Because I know many of us go through this. We go through this questioning. We all want to go down our own path, whether we're going to school and trying to study something, whether we question our major or our masters, or whether we just have a, a job at some place, like a store or a factory or whatever, and we want to rise up, and then halfway through it, we question, what am I doing here? 
do I just want to do this? Or do I want to pursue my new art hobby? Or do I want to be a rock climber and then train people to rock climb? All of a sudden in my life, halfway through it even, something's changed. It's shifted. And now I'm lost because my direction has pointed somewhere else. But I don't know what's over there. So what the fuck do I do? I'm here with you. Because these feelings, all of that, it's sort of this cautionary tale we tell ourselves that we need to construct a safeguard program. We need to be safe and secure in who we are and what we're doing so that if it fails, we're still good enough as it is, we'll be fine. Will we though? Well, that's another question. How much can I put into my life before I realize that that life is going an entire different direction and all of the stuff that I've put in has fallen out because it doesn't matter because that direction has pointed somewhere different. And how do I know if it matters or not? All of these questions, man, all many questions, just not enough answers, you feel me? Not enough. But those answers I feel like might put a cap on things. You know, because let's say I like was pursuing some dream of mine and I was certain, like literally 100% certain, like you would give me a time machine and I would go to the future and I would ask everyone who's Austin Etchell and be like, he's a famous race car driver. Let's say I want to be a race car driver. And he now is a champion at NASCAR. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. And I go back and then all of a sudden, I'm still expected to have that same drive and purpose and chase that I would have in trying to be an awesome, sick race car driver. Would I still be that? Now that's a a textbook cliche time travel question. But it's important because these questions that we have, they drive us towards answering them. That wonder that we have, you know, the intrigue, it seems to uh, put something in us that makes it so we go to the new heights. Maybe we can reach the mountaintop, but our tools serve as something important. Those tools being every question, every thought, every insight, and everything else that we gathered for the journey upwards. Now, those tools might break. In fact, they might break while we're climbing. We might be on, on one of those ice walls with an ice pick trying to climb up and all of a sudden the pick falls off and we're plummeting down to the ground. Let's hope we survive the fall. You know, that could have been just some question we pondered too far. You know, we obsessed about, hyperfixated. What if I fail? That could have been it. Now, that hyperfixation, that, I don't know, obsessive tendency to dwell on the question that's unanswered. I've dealt with it. Anyone with anxiety has dealt with it, I imagine. That rumination, you know. Where can it lead, you know? What, what does that rumination do for us? Well, I mean, if we're looking at it just brain-wise, it's trying to obsessively prevent a very big threat that we're afraid of. That big failure where everything changes. Everything we've put our eggs into, that big basket has been unwoven and now the eggs fall out and crack onto the floor. We don't want that because we... We hold a lot of stock in that, in those eggs, in, those, in that basket. You know, we don't want that life to change. We've dedicated so much time and heart into it. Imagine that. Imagine if you were to fail and everything you've come to know over years or whatever has fundamentally shifted in your outlook. Well, we've probably been through that, many of us. Many of, any of us, those who are in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, younger, older, 110-year-old people, all of a sudden grandma's going for the NASCAR track. We don't know where we're going. We don't. And so when we try to come up with these cautionary tales in our head and then ask questions based off that, you know, what if we fail? We ruminate and eventually 
we hyperfixate, and eventually, if things go wrong, we plummet. Because that fear overwhelms us. Because that fucking reality truly is scary. The unknown becomes the scariest. You know, that fear of unknown, it becomes crippling, demoralizing. And it puts a blockade between us and the known that we can hope to obtain. Now, what exactly does that mean about us, you know? Is it healthy to ponder these things? Of course. Never think that it's not healthy to wonder, what if I fail? You know, that suppression of fear, I've talked about it before, that suppression is another blockade. It's another cap on the bottle that holds your destiny in it. And if you, if you choose to just keep putting that cork in, that cap in, that, that top into the bottle, and then push it more and more and more so that it stays stuck and you can never open it up again, then you probably won't ever be able to open it up again, and eventually you'll just throw the bottle away. Because, like, that fear, you can suppress it, you can feel it, whatever. That fear is that thing that makes it so that destiny seems much more bleak and damp and dark than it really is. And you know why. The reason why, or at least one of them, is because we look at this destiny and this path and this potential success we can have in a passion that we have as this entire thing, this full-scale project, this artist painting that took a billion different brush strokes, and we weren't the painter, so we look at it and we say, how did that get made? Look how complex it is. Look how much was put into it. I can't even comprehend what I'm looking at. There's too much. I don't know how it's done. Now, that feeling is overwhelming for everyone. There's not a single person on earth who could look at something that's fully done or at least fully realized that requires so much, such a complex process of step-by-step -step things that you got to accomplish and say, I can do that. I can truly do that and I have no worry about it. Now, that's grandiosity if you think that because you're looking at something that takes months, years, decades, takes a long time. And to think that you can just accomplish that in the way that anyone else would who's been doing it for that entire time and just create something. And even then, they still need a step-by-step -step process. That is going to be overwhelming because that, that sort of belief in ourselves might cause us to feel that way because there's almost this sort of multi-layered process in believing yourself in a process to become something successful or be passionate towards a creative goal and realize that goal and achieve a dream through that. Often it starts off as like that spark, the, you know, the eureka moment where you're like, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go solve this thing and I'm going to be a beast for it. I am a god, all that. You're really confident in yourself to the point of grandiosity often. And then you sort of fizzle down a little bit. You're like, okay, I still believe in myself, but I need to really make sure I'm calculated and methodical in how I approach this because this is going to be really hard. It's going to be a hard time getting through this thing. And then crash crash reality sets in in its entirety that full weight of the world sits right down on your chest and suffocates you you're like holy shit there's so much here look at that over there and I, I don't know what's over there what the fuck what is that and then you say shit what am i doing how can i do all of this there's so much to it there's no fucking way i could accomplish that that painting is way more complex than anything i can draw right now well that's the point because this work that we put in, it comes in increments, step by step, you know? We all hear that, right? Do things one step at a time. We hear that 
to the point where it's like a cliche, but it's a cliche that's accurate. And it's a cliche that can be used to do a lot of great things, like many cliches. You might hear them from me someday. And every time we look at them, we want to say, fuck, it still seems like so much because shit, if I like have to go step by step by step by step, it seems almost too slow to the point where during that time, I must be, there must be a time where I get too overwhelmed and I quit. There's so much time for failure. Yeah, sure. But if I threw a deadline at you and said, you have to be a completely successful artist to the point where you have your paintings in museums by, I don't know, let's say two months from now, do you think you're more likely to quit then? Or if you just had a lot of time to ponder that question of what if I fail? Well, I'd say the first one. The former seems the most likely because pressure, pressure and that overwhelming sense of dread that you won't do it. That is that main kryptonite that we all face. I face it now. I face it. You know, I look at it and I study it and it stares back at me with like predator eyes, with like a cheetah or like a lion, you know, it roars at me and I, and I, I whimper. I whimper because it's really scary. But I also see that it's in a cage that I hold the key to the lock of, you know? And it's not that it's a choice if it gets out. It can break out of that cage. It's a fucking lion. You know, that lion can do a lot of things. It's a wooden cage that's not very stable. It's broken and it's almost falling apart, but it's still a cage and it's still locked. And so I will hopefully be able to hold on to the key and monitor this, look at it. And if it breaks out, I don't know what to do, but I trust that I'll make the right decision, not try to fight it, not try to run away, but just hope I'm in the right place to deal with it. As stupid as that sounds, if that feeling that I need to quit or that I need to give up is right in my face to the point where it could bite my fucking head off, I don't know what to do, but that's where my heart comes into play. That's where my intuition manifests and I got to trust myself and, can't, and I can't overthink the questions and I can't overthink the potential catastrophe that might unfold at the end of times, you know, that end of time being that journey that's come to an abrupt end, potentially. I can't go too far down that path, but only go further down the path I've been going down because that path is bright, it's vibrant, it's got a lot of nature and life, and I like being around it. I like being around the scenery. I like feeling all of the life and passion and spirit that's there. All of it stemming from me. All of it put out there by me. Each little moment that I upload a clip or I post an episode, it's like I'm adding or planting a tree to the, to the landscape. Or like I'm letting out a, a bunny to like go and hop around and uh, frolic in the, in the meadows. It feels like I add something gracious and pure to it to the point where it's like, why wouldn't I keep doing that? This is my home. This is my little sacred temple that I get to come into and do what I want. And I am the one who dictates what gets put in that temple. It's so liberating. And I follow my heart and intuition through that. I don't question too much, but I question enough. I don't fear too much, but I fear enough. I don't think too much, but I think enough. But I dictate my own path. And those things, on either extreme, I walk a middle path through. So that I can look left and look right and feel whatever I feel because of that. 
and life begins to look a little bit more clear, and fear doesn't guide me down the path anymore. I don't run away. I do whatever I want. You know, with momentary lapses in judgment, <laughs> I sometimes feel like things aren't going to stay the same. Whatever fear comes up, whether I am dictated by it at times, you know, at those moments I, I find a way to get through it. I trust in that same intuition and heart. But every other moment where a thought pops into my head intrusively and says, man, what are you doing? Get out of here. It's like I say, this is my home. You get out of here. I'm here to stay. And I'm going to stay doing this because it feels right for me and because there's nothing I would rather do. That's all for today. See ya!